Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with your hosts, Anne. This is just me being complete dork. And Adam. On a Star Trek podcast? Why are they doing this to themselves? All right. So we are on episode two slash three of Enterprise. Anne. Yes. <laughs> what did you drink to get through this one? Um, wine. Oh, same. Yeah. Yeah. Had to, had to hit the red wine. Oh, absolutely. I am on box wine is getting me through COVID. I tell you what. Yeah, I, I actually got a um, subscription to this um, small winery. Can't remember what it's called. Naked Wines. That's what it's called. Naked Wines. Oh, that's fine. And um, yeah, they, they send you like five different wines from really small wineries. And then you can like rate them and, you know, and all that. And they'll, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you can have it just automatically sent to you or not um but yeah i got like five bottles of wine and i don't drink a lot of wine i don't drink a lot if i'm not out but i've drank a lot of wine lately (laughs) (laughs) i have been going through just cartons of franzia it's so cheap Mm -hmm. and i'm not picky about wine at all no i'm not really either if i was picky i couldn't afford to actually indulge that. My only qualification is, is it red? Right. Good enough for me. <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah. White wine is all right, but it's, that's for cooking. Yeah. Like that's for, that's for cooking my pasta. I, I, I do like cooking uh, some, uh, some tomato sauce and a little red wine too, mm-hmm. or some steak or whatever, you know, using it as part of like a marinade. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I kind of should have done that. I got all this uh, pork belly right now. Oh. And yeah, that's, oh, that's totally what I should be doing. It's just having it marinating mm-hmm. in red wine. That would be super killer. I'm going to do that after this. That would be good. Oh, God. Okay. So uh, this episode uh, happens. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) you know what's crazy Hmm. is how like short my notes are because we're just doing like a regular episode. Yeah. It took me less, so much less time. And I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) And, and And the thing about it is this episode is not as bad as some no i'm i know there's worse than this there's definitely gradients like there are episodes coming up that i'm like fuck (laughs) i do not fucking want to watch that episode oh god yeah but we're doing this we're doing it for others yeah right now i'm just looking at this like this (laughs) giant uphill climb Uh uh-huh it's a mountain, and we're going <laughs> to climb it because it's there, yep. and also because it's COVID time, yeah. and we have the technology, and yep. that's it. Yep. <laughs> well, it's so funny because when I st- when c- this whole thing started, and I you know got sent home, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going home." I was like, "I am not going to start a podcast," and then immediately <laughs> I was like, "I'm going to start a podcast." <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> and I was like, there's got to be a reason to start up. What how what could what do I know about? What do I know a lot about that I can bit that I can like just bullshit about for hours? Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I can bullshit about Star Trek for hours. We Adam and I have bored the crap out of our friends. Like we'll go to game night at friends houses or we used to and uh, we would get started about Star Trek and everybody would be like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is absolutely true. 
Poor babies. We'd be at uh, at our, our friend Becky, who uh, was in a band called Cars Can Be Blue. I'm sure mm. that music is still out there on the internet somewhere. So good. Yeah. And uh, they were like a like a comedy, like an offensive comedy band. Mm-hmm. And and I got in trouble for buying that CD for my sister. Why? <laughs> because she uh, so I, I had the idea. Oh, I know because I bought it at uh, the Wall Street Records where uh, Nate, who was also in the band, was mm-hmm. working at the time. Mm-hmm. And when I bought it, I thought I'll get them to sign it. Why not? You know, right. a little extra bonus for my sister for uh, I think it was for Christmas. Because she, she likes to get local music from here, from mm-hmm. me. That's that's what she wants for Christmas. Nice. So I, I was like, I'll get I'll get them to sign it. So I gave it to Nate. And he wrote something, I don't know, something offensive. I forgot. Oh, Lord. That band was just kind of like that. Yeah. Merry Christmas, fuck you. I don't know, whatever, whatever it was mm-hmm. he wrote. It was smarter than that. But anyway. And then I take it to Becky. And I remember what she wrote. She just wrote, have fun playing this CD, dot, dot, dot. In your vagina. (laughs) My mom was furious. (laughs) Why'd you get her that awful that awful music? Did you hear it? No. (laughs) Why'd they write that awful? They wrote that awful stuff. (sighs) All right. Uh, Okay. Fuck. Let's do uh, Enterprise. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this one is called Fight or Flight. Why is it called fight or flight, I wonder? Who, mm-hmm. who is f- fight? Will they fight or will they f- flight? Flight, and yeah. There we go. Okay. Oh, wait, I got to make sure. Yeah, okay, I do have my box wine here. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. We open with a cutesy dad joke from Dr. Flocks, mm-hmm. which, understandable, later on we find out that he is a dad, so that, that works. Many times over. But we immediately get smacked heavily on the head that this by the subtext that this episode is about Hoshi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously they, you know, the the show, the first shot is her face, but it's very much like, does she belong here, kind of thing. And it's like, okay, we get it, thank you. And we're gonna just kind of keep coming back to that mm-hmm. too. So she's like, and hitting it hard over and over and over again. It's not subtle. No. So she's looking at this. I think it's a banana. I think it's just a banana slug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law went to I forgot which school, but there is a school in California in the in the UC system where they decided like the student body voted. Mm-hmm. On on what their uh, mascot would be, mm-hmm. and as a joke, someone put in banana slugs. Oh my god! And banana slugs won. Oh my god! Do you think nobody else voted, or everybody heard about it and they were like, "Fuck yeah!" It was a Bodie McBoatface type thing. Ah, nice. Because they aren't uh, an athletic school. They don't have. No. Th- this isn't UCLA. You know, they're not. <laughs> rather, they don't need like a badass mascot. <laughs> So yeah, they went with banana slugs. So oh it kind of made me happy to see it because I think because she's actually <laughs> super cool, and so I, I thought of her. Uh, so yeah, so it's just a banana slug. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, you can't really like paint a no. slug a different alien color or anything. Not really. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, the the variety of slugs and sea slugs and sea cucumbers and stuff like that. I mean, they look they all look really alien. That's true. You know, we, I feel like we should see more of those. 
some of them are in the ocean. So that's you know. true. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably a little out of budget to just go get like right. go get some sea right. cucumbers. <laughs> so she's like, she's she's like, this slug is really out of place. Maybe it doesn't belong here. Hmm. Wham, wham, wham. That's deep. Yeah, that's big. That's mm-hmm. big think. Yeah. Sometimes you have the big feelings. Um, but we're then told that they've been out and about for two weeks. Yeah, by Florida man. Right. I just want right. to make a note of any time Florida man enters <laughs> enters the <laughs> <laughs> enters the show. I'm gonna find some kind of drop or something and put it there or not. I don't know. So yeah, it's been two weeks. So they've just been flying for like two weeks. Yep. And I find that hysterical because I do too. Like Tapal says at one point in this episode, space is vast. Right. It's right. mostly, you know, just space. space. <laughs> this is why <sighs> this is why honestly I don't think we're ever going to really meet any aliens. If I'm, you know, <laughs> half a box in uh, of, oh, of yeah. Franzia, I'll just tell you we ain't going to meet them aliens, man. Like it's not going to no, happen. Yeah, unless they're much bigger and much scarier than we are, we're not going to meet them. Right. The best aliens we can hope for is like some microbes, maybe. Yeah. Or very benevolent, much more advanced aliens. Yeah. They need to be really benevolent, though, because we are not worth saving sometimes. (laughs) Who is your president? Oh, my God. Oh, screw you guys. We will now harvest your organs. Your water is delicious. We will keep your boxed wine. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, back in the episode, it's now time for our theme song. The episode then opens on Ahab going crazy over a squeak in his floor. Ahab. One more time, I ask you, how did he pass his psych evaluations? They do have them, don't they? I would hope. I mean, we have them now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Space Force has oh, them God. yet, but uh, I, you know, would we hope have those. I'm, I'm sure that you don't get to captain a a huge navy vessel mm-hmm. without being certified. You know, sane. Mm-hmm. He so he gets this weird obsession with this. There's a squeak in his yeah in the floor. And, and I kept thinking, okay, well, this will come back up or something, or mm-hmm. be like a joke. Uh, maybe uh, it it never happens again in this episode. Not in the, yeah, no, yeah. It it just has mm-hmm. zero purpose. Mm-hmm. It just it's like just squeak in the floor. You know, yeah, the Archer rage. Yeah, more and, Archer rage because you know they and then they take in, in a moment to indulge in some <clears throat> Vulcans don't blah fill in the blank dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then Ahab complains about being bored. There's a um, there is a thing sound wise that I noticed in this. Just mm-hmm. I, I probably would not have if he hadn't been like what's that squeak or whatever. Right. The the ambient engine mm-hmm. noise is loud. It is loud. Yeah. I don't know if it's because he's close to the engine room mm-hmm. or if this is just how loud the enterprise is going to be it kind of makes sense that it would be not all cruise ship quiet the way that right you know the tng is mm-hmm. well they have on youtube you can find all of the ambient noises from all of the different shows 
mm-hmm. set for like 10 hours or something like that. Yeah. Um, and this one is a very different tone than like, you know, TNG or, or anything else. It does have a much more engine-y sound, whereas TNG is much more of just kind of a, a very um, soft, uh, I don't know any other word to describe it, but very space, you know, futuristic sound. And this one's much more of a car or a train or something like that. Yeah, and it makes sense. I remember Scotty having a comment uh, on the Relics episode of TNG where he says, you know, back in my day, I could tell how fast the Enterprise was going by the sound of it, by the kind of Mm -hmm. the vibration, sort of the feel. And he can't tell on the mm-hmm. it's the uh, Enterprise D mm-hmm. because it's just it's too nice. Yeah, it's so it's a cruise ship. It is a cruise ship. It's silent as it mm-hmm. as it runs, or it's it's very very low sort of ambient noise. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that yeah. the old a much older model of the Enterprise is gonna you know you're gonna get that, yeah. that car that car noise kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mm-hmm. mean it, you know I kind of liked that sort of touch. Yeah, yeah. I made a note of it, but I wish I'd have paid attention later on to see, oh, does it sound the same way on the bridge? Like the ambient noise? Does it sound the same way mm. in someone else's quarters? Right. You know, uh, in the mess hall? or the, Not the mess hall. Well, yeah, yeah, the mess hall. There's a mess hall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed that? I don't, but I don't have the most fantastic speakers on my computer. I mean, I, I watch all my TV on my computer, so... <laughs> I really just love the old school setup where it's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. an old receiver. For me, it's always something either from the 80s or the 70s until it breaks and then I have to go find another one. Uh, And then plugged into two giant speakers. Yep. And like, I don't even have a remote for my audio. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. I have to get up and like turn a giant. Yeah, it's a giant knob too. It's like a big, you know, as it turns up. <laughs> Get up and turn. And uh, yeah, so yeah. I, it we yes. watch stuff loud. Yes. in a love it in a room with two giant speakers. That's just that's still my favorite kind of way to hear something. Uh, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I spent the money and got some oh yeah fancy five point one thing, that'd be great. But I mean, it doesn't necessarily change the quality of your of what you're hearing it may change your ability to turn it up louder or something like that but i mean i think one of some of those old school audio components are are better than anything you can get now certainly last longer well i think my wife's pretty annoyed with it yep. because to adjust the the audio she has to physically get up and <laughs> turn a giant knob and i don't know I, you I, have I, to get I, up I'll, yeah I'll, I'll do it for her one day so Speaking of speaking of noises and sounds, the squeak uh, is heard again after the short conversation with uh, with T'Pol um, and Ahab becomes, you know, he starts crawling on the floor. And in that moment, we get the Berman Braga written by credit. And I am, again, incredibly annoyed. <laughs> so hearts sink. Yeah, they wrote this particular episode. So I looked it up. What is Berman doing now? Because I just want to know, like, what what do I need to avoid? According to IMDb, he hasn't been doing shit. Really? Like, yeah, this is his la- most recent credit and for writing, producing, self, anything. You are kidding me. No. It's, I mean, unless he is beh- really behind the scenes on something, he is not doing shit. Oh, that is weird. I know. I did not I know so that. I too. Braga... 
is a producer on the new Cosmos series, the Orville, mm-hmm. uh, that show Salem, which I don't think really got a lot of traction, um, but nothing else. You know, I mean, he, he's not doing any Star Trek anymore, which, honestly, thank God. But um, he was almost as bad. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just saw an Orville episode that he wrote. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was like written by him and then directed by James L. Conway, who did a million mm. Star Trek credits, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it also means that he's friends or at least colleagues with uh, Seth MacFarlane, who I have an enormous crush on. So I'm glad to hear you say that because mm-hmm. the I only ever hear negative things about Seth MacFarlane. No, I love him so much. The, the real legit criticism I've heard... Uh, of him is like that guy made a billion dollars doing a lot of like gay jokes and stuff on Family Guy and it's like Mm -hmm. okay fair enough you know like the Mm -hmm. Family Guy stuff was kind of out of left field and interesting when they first came out and everything and then eventually Mm -hmm. it just kind of was like uh yeah yeah it hasn't aged well and I'm and I I doubt that somebody as smart as Seth MacFarlane would argue that. Yeah, he said he said he's sorry for the gay jokes or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I mean there was also mm-hmm. some stuff that was pretty yee about trans Oh yeah. There was a lot of going after disabled yeah. people, trans people. Um, you know, I mean it's 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 all over the map with going going after people. Um but, you know, it was it was a product of its time. But he's also been very vocal about, like, changing that idea. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, back to to Enterprise. Ahab gets mad at T'Pol when she says space is vast, you know. um, Mm -hmm. And he he gives, she gives the statistics and he's like, I know what the statistics are. I did the math too. And I'm like, listen, dickwad, space isn't packed with entertainments for you. Okay. Good point. It's space. It's space, you know, just take it for what it is. Enjoy the ride. Look around. You know, you're by being out this far, you could actually see, you know, your telescope can see much farther. You know, I'm sure there's somebody who's a cosmologist on board, you know, hang out with them. You know, right. <laughs> so the what, what, did, what did you uh, think of that stat? One out of 43,000 planets support life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. All right. I, I don't know. So the, that number just stuck in my head and I was like one out of 43,000. And I feel I feel like in later Trek, it's just every single planet has. Oh, sure. Well, they're only going to the planets that have people or they're going to a, a dead world when it you know, when it's required by the story. Yeah, you're right. It's only that that's all we see. They pass up 42,999 planets for each mm-hmm. <laughs> one that they go to. Well, it's it's. It's the Drake equation. Right. The Drake equation, which is still mm-hmm. just kind of out there. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that's just sort of, yeah, sure, why not? It's, it's playing the odds. It's playing I'm, the odds. It's not, it's, it's all it is is looking at, you know, the amount of space, how many stars, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's very fuzzy. You know, these are, these are not absolutes in any way um it's just playing you know what are the odds that uh, a planet has life what are the odds that it's already been destroyed what are the odds that you know it's developed to the point that there is actually you know i mean there just there's millions of like well not millions but there's a bunch of variables in there that create that 
outcome. I feel like it's too um, early to come up with that equation. We could find that life develops in an entirely oh, sure. different way. And then it's like, absolutely, well, you know, knock that Drake equation right out. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be that it, it seems to me like the idea that, oh, well, then the society develops, but then they kill themselves and blah, blah, blah. It's right. Like, Right. Um, I don't know. That seemed like a very uh, Cold War era, you know, mad, mutually as, uh, uh, assured destruction era idea. It was done in 1961. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is this is a time before we really had uh, people out and, you know, doing the space race. I mean, this is before we landed on the moon. This is before we had the Hubble telescope. The, I mean, this is, yes, they still... Um, reference the drake equation but it's not you know even he knew that it was not a hard and fast rule it was just based on what they knew at the time yeah i had to just look it up real quick the cuban the the so-called cuban missile crisis the actually it's called the october crisis um Mm -hmm. was 1962 Mm -hmm. so -hmm. this is like smack in the middle of um we're all about to get nuked any minute duck and cover kids are doing duck and cover Mm -hmm. in in school i don't think there's any reason to believe that anywhere else in the universe would develop anything like that yeah it's entire so i mean for to me it's i hear the drake i see the drake equation thing and i'm like "Mm, nah like Mm. (laughs) it's a little too early because we don't know anything about how uh life on another planet would develop would develop would would go through their modes of production and technology exactly and and there's there's so much i mean at the time they hadn't really studied how or known how easily life develops because it yeah. really does. Like, it's much more um, prevalent. I mean, there's life under, you know, the Arctic um, circle, you know, under the ice. Millions mm-hmm. of, you know, or I always use the word millions, but thousands of meters down, it's there. And we would n- have never thought that. So it could be a lot more prevalent than it is. You know, it, it's, it's a benchmark right now. And that's all it is. Like, nobody is saying that, you know, the Drake equation is dead on or anything i think i think she's just she probably is they reference this here um just to kind of make the point yeah yeah with her with him being such a why isn't it entertaining for me (laughs) i'm bored (laughs) this is boring hoshi shows up and she can't sleep because she's used to sleeping on the other side of the ship so the stars are going the wrong way and I still can't figure out what she means. Like, is everyone's? I don't like if she's on the out port, her out her yeah, window. If she's yeah, but if she's if she's on say like the the uh oh wait I forgot which one's port which one's starboard. I think right is starboard, right? Me too. <laughs> I you're you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> so if she's on the right side of the ship, and they're going like forward, mm-hmm. then the stars would be going the same direction. As if she's on the left side of the ship, right? I would think so. Yeah, her thing doesn't make sense. What am I missing? Okay, let me think. Okay, so she's if she's maybe it has to do with the where the bed is because you can't move the bed. I mean, you can just sleep. You can just put your your head where your feet would be. Right. 
So that I'm, doesn't make any sense. You know, I didn't even think about that, but that doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah, that, I, I was like, like my, my note was world building is good, but minutia is boring. But yeah. her minutia thingy doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. What would she? I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine. Okay, I'm laying on my side. The stars are going that way. Laying on the other side. Maybe they're just the wrong on the wrong side. Maybe so. She's used to stars being on her uh, right side, whether it should be on her left or vice versa, whatever. Right. It is like that. I guess she's. Used- yeah, but the stars are go. Yeah, the stars are going the wrong way is not correct. Like that yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. It really doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, that's really strange. Also, just you know, practically speaking, why is she asking the captain? Surely there's somebody that handles room assignments. Well, to Paul's his first officer, right? Right. Yeah. First officers handle that. Yeah. That's a Riker job. Mm-hmm. So that would be a first officer thing, I guess, because she's senior staff. I don't know. That seems weird. I don't know. I don't know. It's... Yeah. It just, it, the whole thing is just, yeah. I didn't even think about the stars are going the wrong way thing. Like I said, the only thing I can figure is that the bed itself is positioned differently. And I'm thinking to myself, get a curtain. She probably, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say she probably, you know, would rather have a window. But as we established in the last episode and very much in this one, Hoshi cannot space. She does not space. I think that's just another element hitting us on the head that Hoshi cannot space. Yeah, she so cannot space that she can't tell that the stars are going the right direction mm-hmm. and will go the same direction no matter where you are on the ship. Yeah. If you're, if you're all the way forward, if you're on the bridge... The stars are coming at you, but if you were like in the, uh, all the way in the back and looking out the back, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. the stars are going like you know around you and away from right. you. Right. So that would be different, but they're not going to be different mm-hmm. if you're on the left to the right side of the ship. Yeah. Yeah. I, I keep thinking I'm missing something, but I don't know if I am. Anyway. Uh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. So then we go to Milk Toast and Lieutenant mm-hmm. Reed, or Rear End, or whatever his name is, uh, trying to get the targeting for the weapons done yeah. right. And I'm I'm very upset about that because I'm like that just seems rickety. Like what kind of system doesn't have targeting that works? Two weeks after launch. Yeah. Two weeks out of space dock, you should probably... Have a targeting system that works. Yeah, you should probably be able to aim. They have literally done nothing. Yeah. So, mm, uh, why yeah. wouldn't you be able to hit things with the torpedoes? This bit right. with the torpedoes uh, is kind of hilarious. Uh, it's not done funny. It could have no. been. It could have been. Yeah. And I, I get that it's space, but surely that would actually make it easier because there's no wind. There's no curvature of the earth. How do you miss anything? Like, it's it's all down to math and calculation, wouldn't it be? It, yeah. It, so why are they not getting this right? It goes where you send it. Like, that's uh-huh. that's it. There's It's easier than shooting or doing what, firing anything on the earth. Yeah. So why? <laughs> so they, they stop uh, for some target practice on asteroids. Uh-huh. They do the thing that all sci-fi does, uh, except for um, the Expanse. Thank you, Expanse, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Uh, asteroids are all right next to each other. 
Right, right. Asteroids in reality, yeah. of course, are very, are, very far apart from each other. Mm-hmm. And would we would not have a situation where you're flying through them, dodging them, and, and so forth. Yeah. No, definitely not. It's just not, not, not the way it, it goes. Um, I don't know if you know about this, um, and I don't remember my source, so please don't at me. Um, but the actor that want, that plays Reed actually wanted to play him gay. Really? And, and Berman shot it down. Bo Berman. Mm-hmm. Bo. Berman is uh, basically why we have not gotten a gay character until Discovery. Until Stamets. Mm-hmm. Stamets mm-hmm. And, and Culver. So they're discussing like how, yeah, yeah, his folks only ran into problems a few times being his normal Pollyanna milquetoast self. Um, and I'm sitting there going, where are they? What sector? What area? Geeks like me need to know great question because i do have all of them you know star trek maps pulled up and no you know i know where all that shit is so i want to know where they are (laughs) um yeah yeah what sector if you're playing star trek online Mm -hmm. and you leave earth and you move it at warp five in whatever direction like yeah how are you running into nothing Mm -hmm. huh yeah where are you in that area so that you know we know are you gonna run into Romulans are you going to run into anything you know I mean there's I mean I'm sure there's areas of space that there's nothing really there but you know whatever anyway Ahab comes in and is like we need to blow shit up uh, or well Reed tells him we need to blow shit up and he's like yeah let's blow shit up so they stop the ship and it turns into a hilarious nightmare <laughs> and they could have made this so much more funny right or scary. And they just didn't. The torpedo gets launched. Somehow it turns all boomerangs all the way back around mm-hmm. and is coming at them. And it starts coming at them, yeah. It would have been so funny. Like if they had shown a shot of everybody on the bridge all leaning in one direction, <laughs> like trying to like mentally push the torpedo, you know, <laughs> that would have been funny as hell. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah, or or go the other direction where they're legit, like you know, where it builds and they're like, read, 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 read. Polar is you know, never like that, and they think it's like really about to hit, and it almost yeah. hits, and it explodes, explodes instead, yeah. and they're like, great, now I have to fix the you know the front thing of the ship, uh-huh. whatever. But but yeah. it kind of does neither, and what I would have absolutely loved here. And what would have been some kind of like start to build a character thing here would be Hoshi and T'Pol just giving each other a little look. Right. A boys yeah. and their toys kind of thing. Right, right. But no, mm-hmm. nothing. But no, nothing. No ability to develop characters at all or develop relationships. Just anger. That would have been great because in the previous episode, they were kind of at odds for a Mm -hmm. bit and then Mm -hmm. sort of made up. They didn't really do a great job of like why they kind of made up. It just kind of happened. But they just did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you get, you know, these these guys write this stuff and they're like, well, we can't have like the two hot chicks get along. Right. Right. Or pay attention to them in any other way other than... As as human yeah. beings or anything like that, yeah. that that might you know connect in some way as friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that that happens a little bit later, but uh, it's been forever since I've seen these, and I don't remember yeah. a lot of them, and I don't mm-hmm. think that that happens. I don't think that that happens at all. Yeah, no, it's just it's she's just a sexual object, and yeah, as far as I remember, 
pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Archer does that thing that, again, where he uses the word but where no adult in a room full of adults would. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, now we're going to sit on our butts and blah, blah, blah. And a mm. youth pastor, Archer, is yeah. so cringe. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Oh, he, he is. He, uh, all around, is just cringy. Ah, we're on our butts. It sounds like my dad when I'm 10 and he doesn't want to <laughs> say the word. Ass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, my dad probably still wouldn't say it. You know. <laughs> I'm almost 40. It's still won't. But, uh, yeah, it just sounds so youth pastor and crazy to me. I don't know. I don't, mm-hmm. I like, anyway, but, yes, the mess hall. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, we go to the mess hall with Flox and Trip, and Flox is delightfully eating a potato, but it's crunchy. Yeah. It shouldn't be crunchy. Also, he's eating it like an apple. It may be. I, I don't know. But it may be that the sound engineer wasn't really paying attention and they made it crunchy. But if, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's sh- a potato should not be crunchy. I sort of didn't get that when I saw it. Because when Florida Man says it's resequence protein. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that he doesn't like it because it doesn't really taste like a potato. Right. Or something, but okay. So they it, they he made it wrong, and it's crunchy. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Sound would have been great there. Yeah, why wasn't the sound there? That would have been mm-hmm. fantastic. Flox is talking about how uh, Denobulans don't talk during meals because it would be a waste of time. I love that. Like I love those little tiny details. That's so neat. I kind of don't buy that though. I don't either. Because Denobulans, as we find out later, are very family oriented. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're very open and very social. Yeah, and friendly. Yeah, I find it very odd that they would not communicate during a shared experience like eating. eating. It seems mm-hmm. like picture a big family dinner on Denobula being mm-hmm. awesome. Like yeah, yeah, lots of talking. Bat shit insane. Mm-hmm. There's a million kids running around throwing shit. It's like well, the it's like the my my big Catholic yeah. family Christmases when I was a kid and we were all little and there's just food and loudness flying everywhere. That's kind of what I picture. The idea that like these huge families would get together to eat and not make a sound? Yeah. The only thing I can say is that okay, first of all, like I said, it was written by Brandon and Braga who don't pay mm. attention to world building as much as others and this is before they ever mention that Phlox has this huge family that's true yeah it just probably wasn't so, well did they have like a character bible that was flushed out for him because that's what they did on like TNG and everything else God only knows God only knows I have no idea yeah his explanation is interesting he starts talking about all the little details about other people and how he's observing you know all of this stuff he talks about how uh, somebody says smells like a Nausicaan adrenal gland uh, when they after they work out, and that's so harsh, right? But there, but then he says that there's these two crew members who are about to mate, and when you look over, they do not look like they are in any way even talking to each other. They look like somebody just said something really offensive, right? Right? They are not looking at each other. Yeah. Either. They're sitting next to each other. They have no, like, there is no body language that says that. But, and and I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. You know, it, it you know, he's mistaken. But then, ugh, then he goes, he asks Trip if he thinks they would let him watch. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, and why did they have to take it to gross level? Well, uh, it's so it's this. It's supposed to be this gag, and it's kind of like the idea is that it's gross and inappropriate. But then, like later on, and I, I bet they didn't have this in mind, and it was just like a <laughs> gross like gag right. or whatever. That's Le- exactly what. Yeah. yeah. L- later on, you know, we find out how like super poly and whatever. Mm-hmm. And sexually, like open the denobulans are. are so it's yeah. It's all um, that's the only thing I can think. I th- I think it's just. I can wish I I don't I don't think this is the truth, but I can that's wish what it was. that they were setting that up for yeah. later. But probably. probably not. Yeah, they just take it to gross, and they could have made it just a hilarious misunderstanding uh, about human body language. You know, like they could have just made it this funny joke that that. Uh, flocks doesn't is not getting human body language instead they take it to gross level right right which is just like what the fuck they do uh, what's the actor's name that plays flocks he's a funny actor he's been in a bunch of stuff he does keep that that sort of positive mm-hmm. I'm having a good old time right with this, right you know yeah I, I like that the actor kept that consistent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his positive attitude so we jump to the bridge and then we actually see an image. It's kind of a static image, but we see what T'Pol sees in her scanner. Oh, did we? Which is kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just for a moment. It's it's really a short little moment, but it's this just a, it looks like an indecipherable like chart <clears throat> um, or a, you know, it's showing that she's seeing a ship ahead. Very brief, but it's but it's fi- the first time that we've ever seen anything. Um, that's in her scanner. I was getting. I was already getting another glass of wine <laughs> at that point. <laughs> so it's a ship that's sitting still, and Ahab and Florida man must go see. I get the idea that they're just they've been cooped up for two weeks. Right, right, like us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of us can relate as we record right now in the the age of coronavirus. Uh-huh. You know, wanting to get out and do something. Yeah, they do this thing that. Everyone in Trek does after this. They mm-hmm. send out a hail and wait an entire second, and they go, "Oh, there's no response." Right. Like, <laughs> I heard it ring once, and you know they're just they're not there. They're just not no there. One, yeah. No one's there. It's not going to go to voicemail. Uh, <laughs> that is so consistent in all of Trek. Like all through mm-hmm. through TNG, he's he's like. He's like, you know, they hail and and then Worf goes no response out of after literally one second. (laughs) Right. Every single time they press Uh it, they press it instantly. They start they start talking. They press it instantly, whatever like that. The Orville did a good bit with that on this one episode where he's like, open up hailing frequencies, attention vessel, blah, 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 blah. blah. And Alara's like, wait, wait, no, I I, I hadn't pressed a button yet. And then, (laughs) okay, okay, now you're on. He's like, "Am, am, am I on? Okay, good. Yeah. Attention vessel. That was great. That was great. And it was so, I was like, yes, exactly. Thank you. That's totally what would happen. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's so odd to me that you would expect an instantaneous response mm-hmm. from a total stranger. Yeah. And there's no reason to believe that they have the same communications technology right. and are listening right. on the same frequencies same that frequency. you are. Yep. There's no reason to believe that at all. Yeah, yeah. Plus the fact that what he says, okay, so he starts the message, my name is Jonathan Archer. You're not writing a pen pal letter. (laughs) 
I mean, what the... F- I feel like if, if you're trying to make first contact, and it's especially when it's this early, humans have met like two aliens, mm-hmm. uh, you just send out like prime numbers. Yeah. Like, hey, we're intelligent too. Plus, then he follows it up, and Florida man is back there prompting him with how to find Earth. <laughs> in what ca- the fuck, dude? In- no. In case you're a, a conquering, insane, warlike species, right. here's where our house is. Should you need our PIN number, we can provide this as right, well. Right. Our mother's maiden name is, <laughs> and our first pet was, right? I mean, I mean, what if this had been the Borg? I'll give him this, though. During, so during this moment, I'll give him this. Mm. When he, like, is looking at the ship... And he, he has and he's trying to make first contact and reach out. He doesn't look angry. He looks he has that inspirational like Yeah, yeah. Sort of uh facial expression number three. Yeah. But it's the yeah. it's the captain inspiring captain vibe. Like that's that mm-hmm. energy that he gets. I'm like, he can do it. He can He can do it. It's yeah. within him. He uh-huh. can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we see it? Why don't we see that more often? Milk toast looks super hopeful. Yeah, he has those. He's over there, like that's that baby face, though. He has yep, those big yep. eyes and that big baby face, and or that little baby face, and like, yeah, yeah. he can totally, he can totally sell that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Archer can do it. Bacula can do it. He can, but just most mm-hmm. of the time, he's looking down and stomping and shaking his Being head. Mean and, and ha- mean Vulcans. And it's and he goes back to that as soon as uh, so well, cause they don't hear anything or whatever, and and they start scanning the ship and they look around. And T'Pol uses like fancy terminology for weapon damage, mm-hmm. and like like mm-hmm. Archer gets really mad. He's like, "You mean I you know. mean weapon weapons damage?" Yeah, you like. <laughs> she gives them proper context. She doesn't jump to conclusions. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly. I hate to use the word, but perfectly logical of her to describe things that way. There is no reason for him to be mean to her about this. Again creating tension where there just is no reason for it just makes him look like an asshole he just snaps at her he he goes from like mm-hmm. oh 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 there it is there's good captain and then just no mm-hmm. no back into like back into asshole the vulcan chick is talking god damn it she's doing science <laughs> why would my science officer <laughs> do science yeah <laughs> later on in the conversation she does get kind of forceful about like there are other things that could be done and they're trying to give her some motivation but they're just you know him there's just nothing there like why is she oh my god but yeah she she tries to explain there are things they haven't tried she never says what those things are right but she tries to tell him which i'd want to know if i were the captain like what are those things we could try to do yeah yeah she's completely right Mm mm-hmm again mm-hmm. and he's just like no no want to go want to go check it out i mean yep like i said it's kind of it's kind of understandable like those of us that are in lockdown right now it's mm-hmm. a little bit oh sure you know i kind of get it yeah, I, th- yeah. I think I'm, I'm a little more understanding of it than i totally. normally would be <laughs> of his position totally but we're not in space right <laughs> you know like we're not really in an incredibly precarious de- life and death kind of situation he's just like white guy thrusting 
into the unknown you know and it's like ah, you know i mean hoshi she's like there are other things i could try to get their attention um because we haven't you know tried all the frequencies yet and he totally like blows her off and he's like get suited up yeah i'm like oh my god really he, blow, he yeah he blows off uh both women on the bridge mm-hmm. they both mm-hmm. got really good points and he's like no 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 i want to i want to go i want to go i want to go white guy thrusting mm-hmm. his fucking mm-hmm. great by the way <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious white guy thrusting <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh. oh, God. I almost want to make that the band name, but. No, that's not going to be it at all. No. Nope. <laughs> it's somehow more offensive than motherfucker. <laughs> totally. Oh, Jesus. So so then there's got to be something weird with the editing going on here because she he tells her to go get suited up. Then the next scene is him walking down the hall talking to Florida man. Then the next scene is him in his cabin, like having a snack. Right. I didn't even realize that. And only after that, then Hoshi comes in. Then then they finally are getting suited up. That's true. I do not understand. Like there's that was very weird editing. That's true. They should have cut the line. uh, Get suited up. They should have cut that. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Get suited up. Yeah. Well, or, yeah, yeah, 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> right. Get suited up. Wait, I need a snack. No, I have to go. I need a snack. Anybody else snack? And I need to do a captain's log. <laughs> and then I want to talk to Trip. And then I want to do something. I want to fix my hair. I want to hang out with Porthos. Get shower, maybe. Porthos. Hang out with Porthos. Mm. Give him cheese. But yeah, like it's, it's a really weird editing thing there. I didn't even realize that. I'm glad you pointed that out. I, I totally forgot that. Yeah, and they could have had that much later. I mean, they could have had that when he has the conversation with Hoshi later on. But instead, he like immediately is like, Tell, go get suited up. And I'm like, they're not going to do that for a few minutes. You could have even you kept know. the line, except you have it over, like the, the voiceover. Like, you just kept the audio mm-hmm. and put it over the last shot of Porthos. Right, Get right. suited up. And yeah. the other cute dog going like, I'm a cute little dog. And then... Mm-hmm. You know, exactly, you know. yeah. So Florida man tries to make the case for going over to the ship. And I'm just sitting there going, calm down, baby. You'll have plenty of adventures. Yeah. Like, you just wait. Don't worry. Yeah. You're going to get into all kinds of shit. Yeah, I won't go. I won't go. It's going to be great. Yeah. Deal with staying home like everybody else is, you know. And then he says beacons. Why didn't he call them flashlights? He He calls the flashlights beacons? Uh huh. That is super weird. Yeah, because because Trip is asking him like, how are you going to turn on the lights without an engineer? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, and and he says, we'll have the beacons. And I'm like, what? The, They're flat. That's so weird. Mm. Yeah. That's so so very weird. odd. Huh. I can kind of understand it if he said didn't say flashlights because it was way in the future. Like if he if this if somebody had said beacons in TNG, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, that would have that does not you know pique my ear. But when he's saying it so close to current days, etc., and he calls and he calls them beacons, I'm like, why the fuck did he call them beacons? Like that's not flashlights isn't such a weird phrase. Yeah, it just struck me as odd. Yeah, it's super odd. I didn't. Even, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad you caught that because I missed that as well. Uh, beacons. Mm-hmm. They do have their flashlight. Their beacons uh, are actually practical. 
which I like mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. like in Voyager, it's two little two. LEDs that you wear on your wrist, which is very strange. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it keeps it keeps strange. your hands free, but like it's weird yeah. to like point that around to see what you're looking at. In TNG, they had those odd little sort of curved like D shape. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of curved uh, flashlights, which yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's not too bad of a uh, mm-hmm. of a design. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to think. DS9. I've seen them on their shoulders too. I can't remember where exactly. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it was an episode of D- of uh, TNG. Yeah. They had them on their shoulders, but that would make sense too. Mm-hmm. It was it was only one episode, and this is just me being complete dork. But um, on a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was i'm just really nitpicky um no it was an episode um where Jordy and his friend get turned into um the weird like nighttime aliens oh, yeah. and he's going over he's looking at the um recording of when they had were on that planet before and um he d- he puts it into the holodeck and the person doing the recording is wearing like a shoulder flashlight because he's recording. That's pretty cool. That's a good idea. Mm. I mean, the, uh, honestly, probably the best thing is like a, a headlamp, but but you mm. can't you can't yeah. film that. It, it would be hard to shoot them up close when there's a giant mm-hmm. light like in the camera's face so yeah it's right not there. gonna happen yeah yeah florida man really really wants to go no you can't mm-hmm. florida man as we as we are finding out right now as we record florida is having a tough time sheltering in place <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh florida man uh, but yeah like i said calm down baby you're gonna have plenty of adventures yeah we got seasons to go brother that's gonna be fine mm-hmm. hey, we go back to ahab talking to himself and what's odd is we don't know that he's talking that he's doing a recording until he says computer pause and i'm i thought uh, for just a moment you're like what the fuck is he doing is he who's he talking to because there's nobody in the room it's just a tiny little room and he's just talking to himself and then he finally says computer pause and i think this is the first time he does that but i could be wrong the dog is in the room yes right so it's like right. for a second he, i thought he was talking, talking to, the, to dog. the dog yeah yeah but Which, you know we, we do oh, we no, talk to yeah. our pets I, plenty plenty but he totally admits to paul's right He's he's just gonna he's he's gonna stay the course. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Ugh, the fucking hubris. Yeah, the fucking hu- the white. He's like the white man must thrust his way across the unknown. He shall he shall conquer. I just I love the fucking hubris. That line from Picard is just the best. It's so beautiful. The sheer fucking hubris. hubris. Love it. <laughs> Because that's so true of so many of the ca- of our favorite captains is that they are constantly doing shit that they should not be doing and just do it anyway. Right. So, yeah, we discover Porthos loves cheese. It shouldn't be eating it. And unfortunately, when it, he mentions cheddar, all I can think of is Captain Holt's dog from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And then I'm thinking what a good Starfleet captain he would be. Then I want a crossover. <laughs> but anyway. I've never seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I'm going to say you're right. Oh, my God. I'm through with cop shows for a while. That's uh, not what I'm in the mood for. Right, totally. Totally. Uh, but, yeah, so Hoshi shows up mm-hmm. and uh, says that she doesn't doesn't like the environmental suits. And he finally says it. Yes. He finally says what we're all thinking. He's like, you took a job on a starship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
thank you. Mm-hmm. Finally. Uh, she's like, yeah, you made me with your Klingon yeah, uh, yeah. talk boy, Wiles. You talked me into it. Yeah, yeah, it's just stupid. It is stupid. Well, he shouldn't, I mean, he should know that, again, where are the psychovals? Psychovals should have flagged her as being much more scared of situations like that should have flagged that she was very uncomfortable in, in claustrophobic situations i mean all of this should have been known oops sorry ahead of time it should have been uh, like little ain't, ain't, like red flag pops up uh when starfleet is processing the the paperwork mm-hmm. for hoshisato to be on a starship yeah it's like well sorry uh she can't starship mm-hmm. uh she needs to stay on land on the base or whatever and, you know, process, you know, our linguistics like, or, or imp- improve the um, universal translator or whatever she could be doing. But she doesn't need to be on a freaking starship. She was teaching. Seems mm-hmm. like she was a good teacher. That comes back up. You mm-hmm. know, when she talks about I should I really should be teaching. Yes, you really should, should be, be teaching. teaching. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just stupid. Uh, there's one more Porthos shot before they leave. I, uh, as someone who has a beagle, uh, couldn't help but notice that there's no dog hair on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you have a dog, if you have, and if you have a beagle, uh-huh, there's, there's dog be hair, dog hair everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I sweep all the time. I'm yeah. really glad. Like uh, some of my rooms have carpeted floors mm-hmm. uh the larger rooms do not the kitchen and the living room do not they're hardwood mm-hmm. uh and that's great because i can just sweep, sweep and i mm-hmm. could sweep like every like every day really oh yeah and i've got these little plastic brush thingies that are specially made to like uh comb dog hair mm-hmm. off of the couch mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that or whatever it's just <laughs> something that you have to do if you have a dog like that yeah even his bed if you if when when you they pan to his or they show him in his bed no dog hair yeah on his bed that's what i noticed i was like you could sweep up the metal floors or whatever like that mm-hmm. but the the bed where the dog has been there and he's hanging out and apparently i i don't know if porthos leaves this room do we ever <laughs> right. see him oh yeah no he he wanders around with him yeah okay i uh, yeah, yeah i just i kind of wish he was just like hopping around like the the bridge and stuff oh that would be nice i know that that would be super distracting to have a dog on the bridge i'd love it yeah that would mm. be the best thing but you know uh, i i can understand if you're trying to shoot a scene and they're like oh no the torpedoes aren't loading and blah 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 and and the translator isn't working and there's a dog going bork bork <laughs> like being cute and you're just like oh <laughs> It just takes you right out of it. So I get why. Totally. Yeah, I get why he's only in these like sort of, you know, homey kind of scenes. Right, he's, right. He's just there. But yeah. Yeah. Eh, eh, yeah. <laughs> there's going to be dog hair. If you have a beagle, yeah. there's going to be dog yeah. hair. Any pet. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're finally suiting up. Um, and Lieutenant Rude is suiting up like they're trying to go after the predator. My note was he's gearing up like the Punisher. Like he is yeah. straight Frank Castle, like right. <laughs> getting ready to kill everyone and everything. <laughs> but what cracks me? This is what totally this totally weirded me out. Fucking Archer goes, "You've seen too many science fiction movies," and it totally. It's like they somehow broke the fourth wall in the strangest way. Yeah, it's 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 like they kind of side eye at the fourth wall for a second 
Right. It's just, it's so weird. It kind of took me out of the show a little bit because I was like, wait, is the Aliens saga a thing? in star trek like are we supposed to know that that they watch science fiction movies like that's a it, it, great question have these characters like, seen alien right oh that's a great question because if they have they it lieutenant reed gearing up like that is totally understandable <laughs> and and necessary and they should be doing that what sci-fi exists in the star in the uh, star trek universe yeah oh god that's a good question well in voyager they have the you know the very um 30s uh 20s and 30s serials Mm -hmm. you know where where uh janeway becomes uh queen of the spider yeah the uh captain proton right captain proton but that's as far as I can remember them really suggesting anything like that. I like that a lot. That's that's wow. That's something to think about. What sci-fi mm-hmm. have have they lit, watched? What are they talking about? Yeah. So they take the fit. You know who? Sorry, but oh, go ahead. You know who does this so much better? Mm-hmm. There's a scene. It's the last, I think, episode of Firefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the last one, and they thought that somehow river became telepathically like part of the ship or something right and he's like he's like you're, he's like you're talking about science fiction and the, and and zoe goes we live in a spaceship dear yeah yeah like <laughs> yeah honey we live in a spaceship yeah i love that yeah uh that's so so good like in that universe uh science fiction absolutely exists mm-hmm, uh, the mm-hmm. Beatles exist like these, yeah. there, are, there are cultural artifacts from uh, Earth that was as it's right. described right. Uh, that did survive mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. guitars you know whatever Th- these things did survive mm-hmm. uh, but yeah Trek has never with the exception like you said uh, of Voyager mm-hmm. I don't think they've ever addressed science fiction as a thing that exists far beyond the stars was a hallucination don't at me yeah and when they do anytime they do any kind of um cultural reference they're very careful not to reference anything specific like they don't ever mention the beatles right um when when janeway goes into her holodeck her first holodeck program where it's like a, a gothic novel they don't mention jane Eyre. right which is basically what they're doing is Jane Eyre. They, they, they make sure to never cross the line of actually talking about other properties, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I guess lawyers. lawyers. <laughs> sure. I'm assuming, you know. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a thing that they do um, well, while they're gearing up or whatever, and Hoshi's like, uh, do we have to bring guns and shit? He takes right. the phase pistol and like... Opens it up. And yeah. that's that's kind of neat. Uh, I hate these face pistol designs. They're very yeah. cheap and clunky looking. They look like they just did some plastic. It, it, it mm-hmm. doesn't look like there's a grip that's there. It doesn't look like there's mm-hmm. a It weight. looks very overbalanced. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's it's not a good design. Also, they say phase pistols, which is the dorkiest way of just saying phasers. Yeah, just call it a pistol. Or call it a phaser, whatever. Yeah. And and in this scene, her acting does not suggest scared or anxiety or anything. It it suggests anger. Like she's like looking down at the floor and like, you know, she looks like she's pissed off and does not look scared. Right, right. I don't know. I think that's bad directing, probably. I agree, because what men do when we're 
trying to when we're experiencing an emotion we don't want we just channel it to anger yeah yeah i don't think women do that quite so much Mm -mm. that's a very male director kind of thing yeah maybe maybe yeah it's not good um (laughs) what's what is good what i do like is how they dock Mm-hmm. Up mm-hmm. to the, they go up to this alien ship and they they connect. They do it upside down, mm-hmm. and you see this a lot if you watch like really any NASA shit at all. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. they're having to t- they turn upside down. They turn the the space shuttle upside down a whole lot. Like oh yeah, or they turned when we used space shuttles. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's super super common. It's very NASA looking, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I I love when this show looks like super nasa yeah me too of course lieutenant rude wants to blow things up and i'm like seriously calm him down that guy made no effort to try to open that door he's like no no i can put my charges here it's it's closed just blow it up i i get it's kind of tiresome as his personality and character because i'm like yeah you know i get it that he's the up you know the weapons officer and everything but there's that's not necessarily a character yeah of him just not needing to blow things up but (laughs) but then i kind of understand because archer holds him back and suddenly he knows how to use a completely random piece of machinery that does not look like a a mechanism to open a hatch there's like five identical of those things but he somehow knows how to do it yeah it's he picks one random one and then that happens to be it yeah it just happens to be able to open it up it it is odd whatever um and then hoshi drops the mic on them um because she says something like at least they know they're bipeds or something like that Mm -hmm. and reed is like how do you know that and she's like the ladder (laughs) these this like one like minute or so right here is good hard sci-fi like it's the harder yes they have to do the upside down docking thing uh, yep. they're, uh, she's, she's like, well, they're bipedal, you know, because she's, she's looking around and seeing like how shit's designed. A ladder. There's a ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start scan, they, they're scanning the room around them. And I think most mm-hmm. shows would be like, yeah, we can breathe it. And then they take the things off, mm-hmm. uh, so that the actors can, you know, act or whatever like that. It, or it's easier for them to right. be outside of the suit. Sure. Yeah. This show didn't. And I like that because they're like, yeah, it's negative. Me too. It's like 20 below freezing in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, like a methane atmosphere, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they can't breathe this shit. Right. That's great, cause, and it makes sense. Most species are not going to be able to breathe what we do. Yeah, and then they when they find the blood, they're like, they talk about it as an amino acid instead of automatically they know it's blood. Yeah. So, good science. Then they fuck it up. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> they, bl- they completely blow it a minute later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hoshi starts screaming and freaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hated the way that that was cut for a second and then I thought about yeah. it and I'm like no I guess it makes sense because it's more yeah. about Hoshi's fear right, than right. What, what the story is this is more about her dealing with that so mm-hmm. okay it's it's kind of awful for a second but then you go oh, okay all right yeah. yeah yeah and let me just say I do not blame her at all I would probably scream too you know? yeah that's not <laughs> weird yeah screaming at a, at a room full of like you hanging know, dead uh, bodies yeah 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 because that's what it is, which Reed uh, somehow knows. Yeah, he somehow knows that they're all dead. I don't get this at all. How mm. he just looks at them and goes, "Oh, they're all dead." Like, I don't get that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So they're hanging from the ceiling. There's tubes coming out of them. There's this green liquid like pumping. Mm -hmm. The aliens look really good in the low lights. Like it's an mm -hmm. actual full rubber head mask. Yeah. Thing, which is yeah. great. Uh, it increasingly bothers me how lazy uh, so many aliens in TNG and DS9 are, where mm -hmm. it's just like, eh, put a little... Put a nose thingy on them. Thingy, yeah, who gives a shit? You know, that. Mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate the effort that they've mm -hmm. gone to because it's like they look very different from humans. They're in a very different uh, environment in terms mm -hmm. of the, the atmosphere and everything like yeah. that. So, hey, I dig that. I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. And Trek mm -hmm. needs more of that, really. Absolutely. Um, well, and and most of that is down to budgets, sure. unfortunately. Yeah. You know, which is really unfortunate because that alien aspect is so essential to the world. You can't really get somebody involved and and suspending disbelief if everybody looks just like everybody else. You know, you need that like real tangible visual cue to tell you that somebody else is different. Right. You know. And then, yeah, and th and then it makes it so much more rewarding when you can, mm -hmm. when they can break through. And relate. Yeah, and communicate and all that. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, when, especially like all the way back to TOS, like that's some of TOS's mm -hmm. best stuff. It's like, wait, you're what? But we, but mm -hmm. then we ended up, you know, communicating and finding out that life is bigger and stranger and all that kind of thing. There's, you know, that I, mm -hmm. I, that's one thing I really enjoyed about a lot of the classic TOS episodes and that sort of thing. Even like the one with Clint Howard as a child, you know, it's like, oh yeah, it, yeah. It was like, yeah, it turns out I'm a, I look like a baby, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm a weird baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have some Tranya. Yeah, have a yeah. Tranya, knock one back. And then they're like, oh, okay, shit's weird. All right, we're rolling with it. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like stuff like that. I, I think that Me that's too. fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. The but yeah, the aliens look great. They're all hanging there. Uh, it looks really good. It's a lighting trick. I I, I admire mm -hmm. the um, it's, is it cinematographer, uh, director, mm -hmm, photo mm -hmm. director, uh, DPs, whatever. Mm -hmm. The only light that's being seen is from their flashlights. is from their flashlights. Not really. Mm -hmm. Be, you know, mm -hmm. when they're shooting it, because we're able no, to see yeah. more than just that, because it would just be mm -hmm. way too horror movie. Um, mm -hmm. So, but th they can kind of give you that idea. Uh, is really cool. Mm -hmm. Hey, props to them. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. So whoever that was that did that, great job. Yeah, yeah. The designer does not always get it wrong on this show. You know, especially with the alien environments and stuff, um, which we see in a couple episodes from now. Um, there's some really good alien design on certain on certain places. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, we were talking in the other episode about how uh, what what a great design the interior of the mm -hmm. Enterprise is because it feels more like a ship. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a mm -hmm. little. I'm not super happy with the the engine room, but other than that, yeah, yeah. it's it's very much like a, a much more um, uh, submarine kind of feeling. Yeah. So, yeah. They did a good job on that, yeah. Oh, definitely. They get back to the ship, and how many times do I have to say this? T'Pol was right. She was right. She was right. She was right. <laughs> yeah, she was totally right, and uh, I'm glad that, like, Archer, she, she's like, let's bounce. We got to go. And he's like, mm -hmm. fuck it. All right. Let's go. Because, I mean, she's, yeah. like, she's like, you don't know who did this. You don't know how powerful yeah. they are. They're, right. And apparently they're coming back. Yeah, and they and you could end up just like them. She is the smart one that lives at the end of a horror movie. Right. 
or she dies in like a total surprise way. Right, right. Through no fault of her own. Through no fault of her own, exactly. But yeah, she's like, what's the alternative? And it's, again, another mic drop, you know, because he has no answer. Yeah, yeah. So they actually bounce. I really, really Mm -hmm. thought in this moment Archie was going to go... No, we're staying the course. No, we have to do. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, he does that. He later. actually bounces. Yeah, of course he. You know. Mm. Yeah. So then we're in sick bay, and it's Flox and Hoshi in the sick in the sick bay again, and uh, we're talking about the mm-hmm. banana slug. Yeah, this is where the subtext finally becomes out loud. You know, with the slug. <laughs> I'm so I'm glad that they said it out loud because it was so subtle. I was having trouble catching it. Oh yeah, I know. Gosh, yeah, it was very very you know below the surface and yeah anyway um yeah hoshi is the slug we know i really like uh flox as gynan yes yes i do too flox as gynan is pretty genius it is there's mm-hmm. no bar on this ship you know mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. it's well before that before you know cruise ship enterprise d mm-hmm. but wait that, that one was enterprise d right yes uh, uh, okay yeah anyway yes. so uh but the idea of coming to sick bay and talking to this very experienced older alien who's done a lot and, and seen a lot and has a good attitude, uh, I think is pretty great. The only other alien around that's older and has a lot more experience would be to Paul mm-hmm. and they all hate her. Yeah. And, and she's not like warm and friendly. She doesn't no, gender exactly. that sort of, she doesn't mm-hmm. uh, invite emotional talking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh Flox as Guinan is pretty, a pretty good call. Good call. Absolutely. And he's kind and nobody else so far has been kind. That's true. You don't get any warmth from anybody mm-hmm. really. No, even, even the captain, when he was like, he was like, why are you on a spaceship? And she's like, I know, I know that's weird, you know, but, but he wasn't kind about it. He just was like, well, you're going to have to bite your lip again and fucking do it, you know. Yeah, the closest would be, the next closest, I guess, would be Merriweather. May, mm-hmm. but May, Mayweather. Mayweather. Milk toast. Milk toast. But uh, there's not enough there mm-hmm. for him to, for, for the, the, they haven't developed that about him. At all. At all. Uh, and which is odd because he's the guy that grew up in space. Right. I feel like uh, she could have had this conversation. With him, yeah. With Mayweather yeah. a bit. And, you know, well, he's, I mean, he's young as well, mm-hmm. so he wouldn't be able to do the, have the kind of older life experience sort of like vibe, but. But he could have been more, um, what's the word I'm looking, empathetic. He could have, you know, helped her through the um, the claustrophobia. He could have given her pointers. He, he really could have made it a lot, th- that conversation could have been a lot more fulfilling. That's really true. Yeah. But no, he's just milk toast. Yeah, especially with all the that, like you said, all the te- sort of technical things, the mm-hmm. nuts and bolts of being in space for a long time. Because if there is one thing that he knows, and is and it is the one thing that he knows, the one thing that's it. He mm-hmm. grew up in space, mm-hmm. and then that would give an opportunity to develop his character maybe a little bit more. I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe sort of. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, they don't do that. Give him something. They never do that. Yeah, she does try to give the audience reasons why she should stay and why she's good at what she does. And that's the argument. But, you know, I guess we're just waiting for her to figure it out, you know. But yeah, Hoshi's the slug. The slug is Hoshi. We come to Ahab, to Paul, and Florida Man 
eating. Mm -hmm. Ahab is sullen and sad. He's really pissed off again. Yeah. <laughs> she tries to change the subject. He get he's acts like a dick to her, like it's her fault. He acts like she has no moral compass, which you know she does. Right. Then he goes after Trip, like he's the one that forced him to leave. And I'm like, you're the captain. You made the decision to leave. Yeah, God, he sucks at this. It is your decision. Right. Period. He's Buck stops with you, dude. Yeah, it was definitely his call. And I don't know, I feel like Trip could have looked at him like, well, I was trying to go. He wouldn't even let me go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did I do? That would have been good. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. I was trying to go there with you. It's something like that. What, yeah, that what's Trip supposed to say? Like, I know. Sorry I didn't turn off the engines in protest. To activate the engines and get out of here at, at your order like what what do you right right he wasn't on this ship yeah. like he what he heard mm -hmm. was like all right we're getting out of here crank it to warp three that's what he heard that's what he was told yep. like what yeah it's stupid what is he supposed to do anyway and and he again you know says you vulcans you know with this racist attitude right he goes um after vulcans in general and mm -hmm. the, the vulcan moral compass or whatever yeah, the music swells, like his asshole behavior is total righteously, you know, is, is total righteous behavior and moral goodness. They could have made this better. They could have eliminated the tension and the pointless conflict. It would have been inspiring and noble. He could have been like, no, I need to do this. You know, I, I, I know it's going to be dangerous, but we need to do something about this. Yeah. Instead, he's just being a dick. Absolutely, yeah, blown opportunity. To show him as noble. Didn't work. Didn't work at all. But he's like, fuck this, we're going to go back around and uh, and get them. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's going to bring flocks this time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, they do kind of a weird camera move um, where they he, you know, talks to each person. It feels very cramped. It's, 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 a, very, it's a very small set right there. Basically, it's... Um, it's uh, the area behind the captain's chair. Oh, yeah. Like, to the back. What What is um, that? What do we call that area? It's sort of, yeah, I, I, they don't really give it a name as far as I know. I'm going to call it the coffee table. Coffee table. That works. Yeah, it's the coffee table. But yeah, they, they're in this very cramped little area, and it feels like it's going to each person, but it feels wobbly. Hmm. It's a weird camera move. But yeah, so they, they go back over. And Flox is super professional and awesome and good at his job. <laughs> yeah, Flox is, man, he's just the best. He's, he's my, definitely my favorite character so far mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. this. Um, I like that Flox confirms that they are actually dead. Yes. <laughs> I really thought that they were going to find out that they were just hibernating or something mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because Reed just made that up like he just mm -hmm. looked at them was like da, da, da. He, yeah, yeah i went back i rewound the thingy and i went back on netflix and i was like okay surely he has a scanner in his hand or something like that nope nope, nope nothing there he just nope. looked at them was like they're dead i pro <laughs> proclaim this alien species whose physiology i know nothing about uh -huh. to be dead like yep. these guys are dead and but <laughs> but flox does confirm that somehow reed was right uh -huh. yeah so he starts he he cuts he they pull one down and just kind of mm. slap it down on the right on the deck right there and they didn't bring it back to sick bay or anything like that just and mm -hmm. he just cuts a neck open mm -hmm. yeah they say he says they're being harvested for triglobulin which i was like okay i need to find out if this is a real thing no it is not 
Okay, um, good. Because my yeah. notes, I couldn't remember the word, and I wrote triglorpaglorp. <laughs> I, I was like, they made that up, I bet. And that's some bullshit right there. Oh, totally. Yeah, triglorp. I mean, it sounds good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it could be a thing, but human li- lymphatic fluid is what Flock says is the similar human equivalent. And that makes sense. Yeah. And so as he's doing yeah. that, they're cutting over to Hoshi and Trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's kind of screwing around with the language, trying to figure out the thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting attempting to build a language by finding s- specific, very likely keywords. Like she's looking for distress, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ship. Yeah, yeah. And ship. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, good idea. Uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I guess that's on that harder sci-fi end of things. They're really, they're really world building the whole universal translator thing. Yeah. They're really creating that as a understandable um, part of the mythology or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. She tells him she's going to be, uh, ask the captain to take her back home. And she says they need someone with grace under pressure. And I'm like, yeah, it should have started with Ahab though. Right. He doesn't seem to have much. No, he definitely doesn't. He can't, he can't, he can't handle being around Vulcans. Like, yeah. <laughs> constantly obsessed with how they treated his daddy you know like yeah constantly angry and mean to everybody yeah and i'm kind of like look this is episode like two Mm -hmm. we we know you're not going home Mm -hmm. like there's not there's not a whole i I don't feel a whole lot of danger for that uh, that she's (laughs) that okay well we're gonna have to get a new translator or whatever mm-hmm. it's like yeah no, that's suddenly gonna yeah this is the third episode second episode uh the two-part pilot you know whatever it's the it's it's not gonna happen we know it's not <laughs> happening yeah it's like john Crichton. it's like we know you're not gonna get back to earth like right. soon like <laughs> you're gonna do yeah. at least one season in space yeah know? yeah yeah and there and then we're probably not gonna just go with the rest of the characters we're probably get you're probably not gonna go anywhere this is pre all of this is very pre Game of Thrones, where just like a character you really like and is developing just cause straight die. Oh yeah, yeah. TV yeah. didn't used to do that, kids. No, no. Buffy, Buffy was really the first one that did stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Where they would get rid of a character by actually killing them. Yeah, or mm-hmm. just s- sidelining them in a way that was kind of brilliant, like Amy and her mom. Like that mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. that shit was genius. Yeah. Um, they locked Amy's mom into a little... <laughs> and the, the cheerleader, the, like... That was so oh, amazing. That was yeah. That was so amazing. And then, oh, and then later they had Oz going, this this thing, the eyes follow you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I love like, Oz. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, I think uh, I, I kind of wish he'd been on a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, he was there for only like a season or something, season and a half. Two. And then, Two seasons. Two, oh, mm-hmm. two full seasons? Yeah, yeah. He was in um, oh. the third season and then the fourth season. Mm. How much was he in the fourth season? It was kind of the half the season. Yeah, okay. so maybe one and a half. You're that right. season sucked ass. That season was the worst. Fourth season? That's the season with Adam. Oh, no. Oh, no. I highly disagree. I Terrible highly disagree. villain. Oh, Worst villain. Sure, the villain, but the rest of the whole season. Uh, season was fantastic there's so many good episodes in that well they do introduce tara and there's such a good arc mm. <laughs> we can we can have that debate yeah that's that's time. another podcast that's a whole different show <laughs> that's gonna be um, if we ever start a patreon or something that'll be like our bonus thing yes. where we watch yeah, buffy definitely. Episode, we argue about buffy oh 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to rewatch so, season four at some point because COVID will last forever. So I'll have time. Yeah. So. Um, the bad guys come back and Ahab destroys the pumps for the fluid, which is a word that makes me react the way some people do with moist. <laughs> don't like that word. I don't know why. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why. That's it's so fluid. funny. For the next week, Blech. anytime I hear that word, I'm just going to go fluid. I'm going to try fluid. and make it weird in my brain. I'm going to say it over and over until it's a weird word to me. This ship design that shows up is like cartoon evil. Totally. I had a I had a note about that because they they it is so over the top scary looking bad guy ship. Like it's bad guy ship. It and honestly it looks like a toy. Um, I'm trying to think what like I, I, not a specific property or franchise, mm-hmm. but like it very much looks like a a, a toy marketed to little boys. That's like uh, like bad I, guy. I, I can hear the like, commercial. It's like you know scorpions in space or something like <laughs> yeah. Decepticons. It's very it's it's got it's very bug like. Lots of protruding, um, long, um, spikes. very, very useless looking spikes. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it's, yeah, it's really over the top. And I think, I could be wrong about this, but if I'm remembering correctly, they use that kind of design, not necessarily the exact, you know, this design, but m- that style multiple times this season. Oh, God. I could be wrong about that, but we'll, we'll keep an eye out, out on that. Like, you know how a lot of the Star Wars stuff, especially in the prequels, mm-hmm. really in the prequels, uh, looks like it was made to be merchandising? Like, it looks like yes. it was made to be a toy. That's what this looks like. Yes. No thought as to actual uh, practicality or anything like that. It's just a bad guy ship. The race that made this would have been like, you know, the Scorpionators or something. It's like, it's just, get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> So they so they get the fuck out and then uh uh they're on they're on the ship and they're tr- they're the shuttle and they're trying to get up this whole docking arm mm-hmm. thing and the sequence mm-hmm. this doesn't make sense no uh they're attached and it's being very slowly raised up mm-hmm. and they're like oh we need to hurry and get in the ship because mm-hmm. we did the thing where we put all our senior officers yep. in, <laughs> on an away <laughs> mission which you know classic track that's uh-huh. classic track yeah, you it know? Really is. and so they're trying to get up in the thing it gets knocked off of it mm-hmm. and then they reattach it and it goes up like five times faster yeah like they didn't connect properly the first time or something it's yeah yeah it's i think it's just it's basically just to build tension but like, there's no need for it. There's plenty of tension. It's the inconsistency in the mm-hmm. speed that bothers me because mm-hmm. it's like, it's moving up real slow, and then it gets knocked off, and then they reattach and it. And they do it again, and, and suddenly it works really good. You know, yeah. They weren't like, there's something wrong with the docking arm. It's moving slow. Mm-hmm. It's just that's how fa- this is how fast the the machine moves. Mm-hmm. Except now it moves moves faster than that. It's, it's weird. It's. <laughs> They put it in second gear. I don't get it. I don't understand why yeah, the docking yeah. arm. Emergency mode. You know, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, and they're fucked. They're on a, they have no really good defenses. Their targeting system still doesn't work. Um, excuse me, why was Lieutenant Reed on the the other guy's ship? And where are his people? 
Like, is he the only one that could be taking care of this tracking, targeting issue? Yeah, doesn't isn't there a security staff? They could have just done a throwaway line that said, uh, my people have been working on the targeting issue. Or, you know, according to my people, they're, you know, something like that. They could so easily made that clear. But instead, he's the only defense person. They're talking about the, the, the targeting thing being the problem. The targeting thing isn't the problem. He launches the, the torpedo. It hits the ship. So it's not like... Oh, so, yeah. It, it does. It, it connects. It doesn't do anything because the torpedoes yeah. suck compared to this... The, the, the technology that they're facing, it's, you know... Yeah, it's kind of hilarious. It could have been a lot fun. I mean, I laughed. I'm cracked up. Yeah, when it just, like, bounced off their shields. Basically. And just, or just blew up and, like, nothing happened. That was... I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it hit and did nothing. I'm trying to think. It's like getting hit with a wiffle ball, uh, wiffle ball mm-hmm. or something. It did nothing. Spoon versus gun. Yeah, did nothing. <laughs> Could have been great. I think I'm trying to think. Did everybody shoot him a look? No. Um, or it was just uh, like yeah. the the first one like bounced off and exploded, and then um, Archer was like, "Load torpedo number two because that's going to be different." Um, and it just like it <laughs> exploded on the shield and did no damage whatsoever. Um, so then the evil uh, pincher ship toy uh, wipes the Enterprise with like a purple probe, zappy probing zap. them. And they're, you know, marked for slaughter. Uh, so then a very non-intimidating mm-hmm. ship. The good guys. From the species that got killed mm-hmm. shows up. Um, my notes say, Hoshi can't talk to the guy. They're all going to die. Nothing after this <laughs> makes sense. I, yeah, agree. Nothing that happens uh-huh. after this makes a damn bit mm-hmm. of sense. Yeah, and never mind the fact that she could have simply said, help us please. Or, we're in distress. Please help. Anything like that would have been fine. But instead, they're telling her, the captain's telling her to do to talk to them in this really, like, tell them that the pumps that were on those ship uh, was not ours. And, you know, I mean, he's get, trying to tell her to do this really complicated speech. And it's like, just say, help us. Yeah, yeah. Can you help us? Anything. Distress. She already has ship in distress. They kill you, friend. I don't know. <laughs> it, something. it would not have to be complicated. Yeah, his idea there is terrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, frankly, she should have just been like, yeah, no, I'm going to say they killed yeah. your friend. Yeah. I don't know, your friends. It, it, so the thing isn't working, can't translate, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then Archer goes, just talk to him. Yeah, I know, right? And just like stand just right here and be like, Hey man, it's all great. I don't know. He's like, just talk to him. Yeah. You don't know the language. Uh-huh. The computer hasn't figured out the language. She makes some extremely good points. She's like, I don't even I don't know if I would get any of the vocabulary right. Yeah. Yeah. There is no there nothing up to this point uh suggests that she has learned anything other than the word ship. And the word distress. And distress. <laughs> Which she could say, I guess, ship, distress, and then point, oh, me, ship, mm-hmm. distress, up, yeah, I don't know, exactly. at the other ship. It does, it does <laughs> no, so she just starts, like, saying words. And we don't know what she's saying. No. And then the other guy's you know. like, wait, huh? Oh, wow. I can imagine. Like, it's just, it's magic. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. reason Total to magic. believe at all they, that this has worked. Yep. The hero music comes on. 
Um, and, and Ahab keeps trying to interrupt her to get like a play by play, you know, like, what do you say? What do you say? What are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> and I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Let her work. She's yeah. saving your ass. You know, leave her alone. White man must so, thrust. Yeah. White man must thrust. <laughs> yeah. Oh it God. makes no sense. She's like, uh, let me try this word. And then she mm-hmm. says a word, and then she says another word, and the guy's like, word, word? And oh, then oh. full-blown paragraphs. She just can <laughs> speak full-blown paragraphs. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But this is like, because they've done so much good, like hard sci-fi with yeah. not just the language, but with so many other things. But they've also mm-hmm. done that with the language. And then mm-hmm, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. nah, nah. She can nah. just speak the language. She's magic. Yeah. She's magic. <laughs> She just has the power. All, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it makes zero sense. So mm-hmm. then, so this ship that that showed up, the uh, the Axanar, we come to find out, uh, mm-hmm. this ship just kicks the shit out of the evil ship. Just bang! Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, totally blows them up immediately. Yeah, which, and and poor Milk Toast is down in front, giving us just his best reaction acting. <laughs> He really is like this poor, poor guy. guy. This poor guy. He he really is giving his his best. You know, ooh, there's something on the screen. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the the smaller ship like like kicks the evil ship pretty hard. Enterprise gets released. Mm-hmm. Reed then launches a torpedo, which yeah. now magically works. Uh huh. And one yeah. shit hit, and then they bing, hit it, and then kaboom on the ship. Kaboom. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. now they can. Uh, now the our little Nerf gun can just totally blow <laughs> blow a hole through it, right? And then the the other ship just like kicks it like twice, and then boom, it blows yeah, up and, and explodes. Boom, it Everybody dies. If this Axonar ship shows up and it is mm-hmm. that powerful, right? And you're on the evil pincher ship or whatever, and mm-hmm. that guy is about to find out that you've killed fifteen of his friends. Mm-hmm. on this shit, whatever like that you get the fuck out of there i know the only thing i can figure and this is just headcanon is that the bad guys didn't know that they were that powerful but uh, but it, but that doesn't really work because they obviously have scanners yeah so they would be able to tell that their weapons are much more powerful. Can you imagine developing scanners that only look for the triglorpaglorp in, yeah, in somebody's system, make any damn sense. but doesn't no. read the ship at all? Yeah, or the <laughs> enormous weapon capability right. of the other ship? Yeah, no, it can't, that doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, can't read, uh, can't, <laughs> they could have, you know, whatever, giant nukes or mm. whatever, the, the equivalent thereof, and they just yeah. never bothered the with the ability to detect that. They're just really, really focused on their triglorpidibdops mm-hmm. or whatever in yep. people's systems that's it yep. makes no sense none of that nope. none of the, any of that made any sense nope and then they say you know we made a friend in the axonar and blah 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 which is very nice however they are never heard from again we never see the axonar again ever um i did memory alpha this mm-hmm. we do oh okay but in Tre- in Trek Canon? Yes. Yes, in Trek Canon. It's in TOS. Uh-huh. And it's in... Okay. Uh, I gotta go the back. The Axanar, it's, it's um, the captain in the Klingon War. Um, it's a, there's a fan movie called Prelude to Axanar. I highly recommend seeing it. It's only about 20 minutes long. Um, go, to, go to the Wikipedia page for more information. 
it's looks like it's going to be freaking awesome there they've had several years of issues working out with paramount um because they you know needed to sue sue them because of it and and so forth um but it looks pretty awesome i'm i'm i do hope they actually get it completed because if they can it looks really good oh cool um, but do yeah go see uh on youtube prelude to axonar okay cool That's pretty good so uh, I found it. Uh, so the Axanar are in the original series episode of Court Martial, mm-hmm. and they're in original series Whom Gods Destroy. They only get mentioned though; we never see them. Mm-hmm. So this is mm-hmm. actually kind of a trivia deep dive where they're like, "Okay, let's act, let's go find stuff that we've mentioned, but have right. not ever fleshed out." They appear one more time on Enterprise, I think, in the mm-hmm. next season, uh, mm-hmm. on an episode called "Dead Stop." Oh, I love that episode. Okay, I, I don't remember it at all, so I, I look forward to seeing, yeah. them, seeing them again. But so apparently, they have, they are part of Trek canon already. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. the The episode "Whom Gods Destroy," the the person that that episode is about, is in reference to the fan movie "Prelude to Axanar." Okay, cool. So those two those two things go together. Okay, righteous. All right. My last note for the button is that Hoshi and Flocks put the slug down in Southern California, <laughs> hopefully to smoke weed and do some surfing. And that particular hitting us over the hammer metaphor is over. And the banana slug goes on to destroy the habitat. <laughs> Of that entire planet. <laughs> and the entire ecosystem gets obliterated by that one fucking... Because the thing about it is, there's only one of them. Best case scenario... I think I think slugs can, like, just split, right? Like, they don't... They don't... No, I don't know. I don't... I mean, I, I don't think they're, like, completely asexual. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's a million kinds but of But, like, slugs so and, yeah. basically, like, best case scenario, it just lives out its life and then dies. Yeah, on an alien planet where, you know, maybe it has food. Yeah. <laughs> it's set down to go live in, on, on Raffi's ranch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. That's such a bad so, idea. Like, uh, it, it continues to not make sense uh, mm-hmm. because Flocks uh, would never do that. Because mm-hmm. he mentioned before, well, maybe we'll just feed it to my bat. Right. One of his creatures or whatever like that. I could feed it to my bat or I could let it like starve and die. On an alien planet. Or destroy an ecosystem <laughs> oh, of an, on an alien planet. Totally. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. Oh. It's such a bad idea. Never mind the fact that they've found a planet that they can obvious that's obviously oxygen nitrogen atmosphere that they can live on. Why have why aren't they talking about that? Because that's obviously a new planet. It's obviously mostly M-class. Oh, God, that's true. I hadn't even thought of that. Of course. So why aren't they freaking out and excited about that planet? Yeah. Like I said, this... <laughs> we found an M-class right. planet. It's huge. There's there's all kinds of life there. There's an eco- ecosystem and stuff. Um, we could put a slug there. That's that's it? <laughs> really? That's probably not. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> God, that's fucking ridiculous. Feed it to the bat. Yeah, that would at least keep something alive. None of this makes sense. Again, written by Rick Berman and Brandon Braga. Yeah. Fucking heroes. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) 
<laughs> they give it and take it away. It's not like everything uh-huh. they did was terrible, but right. You but know, it's. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, ugh, all right, you know. <laughs> Okay. There's a lot of okay, uh, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> There's a lot of that. All right. Episodes. Speaking of buttons, we can wrap this up. It won't have to be as long sure. as our last one. Uh, okay. So band name. So for new listeners, this segment uh, exists because I'm in a band called Motherfucker. Uh, you heard us at the beginning, and uh, you will hear us at the end of this podcast. We are told by random people on the internet that we will never be successful with a name like Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So. Through the course of this, uh, we're finding new band names that we will absolutely not switch to. <laughs> so, uh, did you find any? Uh, triglobulin or, god damn it, I had one. Subtext. Subtext. <laughs> it's very literary. I like it. Tri- 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 triglobulin is pretty good. I think if we were like mm. fantasy metal, we could do tri mm. trigoblin oh, or something. That would be so good. Trigoblin. Gallop a lot. Gunga 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 Um Yeah. I'm a bass player, so I'm gonna I'm gonna like that. That's that's always fun to do. Uh, some Iron Maiden <laughs> shit. So I had three. Uh-huh. Uh in order they are forty three thousand planets. That's kinda cool. It's kinda cool, but it's very uh very like I don't think space metal is a is a genre. I think it kind of is. I think I've heard that. It can be. I think uh, like Galacticon is a space metal band. That's a um. You ever heard that? No. That's a Brendan Small project. Oh yay! So it kind of sure kicks. it would be good. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh, I'm it's sure. pretty cool. The other one's super. It's pretty death metal. Ship full of corpses. Very nice. Very yeah. 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 Very, very metal. You know, yes. that'd be a good metal like death metal band name. And then uh, Axonar. I like XNR. XNR is all right. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's not too hard to spell. You know, A X A N R A X A. Hold on. And it's got axe in it. Yeah, it has axe in it. Yeah. A X A N A R. Yes. Lots of A's. Yes. Right. Well, anyway, it's. I could see that on a flyer. XNR. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, I don't know. Out of those, what do you think? I think XNR. Yeah, probably. I think so too. Or you and you could pronounce it Axanar, <laughs> like act like the word axe and then dash Anar. Anar, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, that's that's yeah, that's a bit more metal again. <laughs> some, some pretty metal band names we found oh, on this one. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. All right, so we will not switch our name to Axanar. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Oh, uh, do you have a non-track um, recommendation? Yeah, I have a I have a I have a good one actually. Uh, my uncle has a podcast, mm. and it's pretty great. It's just him and a couple of his friends, and they're watching all of the Marvel movies and reviewing cool. all of the Marvel movies in chronological order. Oh, even cooler! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like canon order. So I think they started with um, the first Captain America, mm-hmm. and then did Captain Marvel. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going in chronological order. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, I've um, yeah, this uncle is pretty awesome. He's he's a really good dude. Is he gonna do the um, uh, Agent Carter? No, I don't think that they're doing the series. I think they they are just doing the movies. He's just doing the movies. Yeah, um, Agent Carter yeah, is pretty good. I, I watched Agent sense. Carter. I, I liked Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very much a. Mm-hmm. It, it's the most network television show I've watched in a long time. Yeah, yeah. It is. You can probably get away with watching it with, like, you know, the family around kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. It's sort of 
sanitized 1930s. Very. Uh, no one is smoking. No one's mm-hmm. smoking in the show, which That's I'm sorry. Total but bullshit. Yeah, in the yeah. in the late 30s. Well, no, I'm sorry. I, I say the 30s. This it took place after World War II. So, so this would be the the late 40s. Late 40s, early yeah. 50s. Yeah, everybody's smoking. They're all chimneys, and yeah. uh, but you know, not on ABC. So Mm-mm. oh well. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so they, this podcast is called Nerd Mudgeon. Oh, nice. Okay, very good. So the Nerd Mudgeon podcast, that's my recommendation, my non-Trek, but still geeky uh, recommendation for this episode. Nice. What about you? Um, I am watching and am completely in love with the new Perry Mason series on HBO. It's like a mini series. Um, I am a huge noir fan. Love Raymond Chandler. Love, um, you know, um, I can't remember. Now I'm suddenly blanking. Dashiell Hammett. um, Love that kind of um, feel. And they really nailed it. Like, they have it very, very nicely done on this show. Um, It's sort of an origin story of Perry Mason. Because Perry Mason um, was a lawyer in the... There's the books and then the, 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 uh, the show in the... 60s and 50s and 60s Um, but this is sort of when he's much younger Um, he starts out as a uh, private dick cool so this is this is a but they really have it down the music the the direction the um, sets the just everything just looks fantastic and it's really an engrossing story so I highly recommend it that sounds really cool all right awesome Mm -hmm. all right uh, I guess our last question is did it trek yes the story did trek strictly the story um as much as i hated the way archer reacted to everything and how he made everything so con like conflict oriented but the story itself absolutely tracks this is this is a story that has done that has happened multiple times in multiple um in multiple series they've come across somebody being killed by somebody else or have already been killed um they investigate uh conflict ensues um so it's it, yeah it totally tracks okay i'll go with i'll go with yes then too because i wrote kinda like i felt pretty mm-hmm. conflicted about it but i think uh i think you've talked me into it yeah i think you, you, <laughs> Thank you've you. talked me into agreeing with you because I, I really was not sure i was just like i'll go with yeah okay yeah that's completely, completely fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of here. Uh, uh, okay. And uh, tell us, uh, tell the people where they can find you. They can find me at the Gmail address. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com and that's all one word we are star trek stuff i am on twitter at bag of lasers b-a-g-o-f-l-a-z-e-r-s because i grew up in the 80s and i thought that's how you spelled lasers <laughs> that's okay there's also our facebook group star trek stuff uh, i think there's another mm-hmm. star trek stuff though i think there's two of oh. them uh so yeah so we're the smaller one so yeah so there's that yeah. uh also and uh i guess we'll wrap it up that's about it Yeah. All right. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. See you later.